This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. But not really because they crash the plane and then they're not on the plane anymore. So I was like, okay. And Willis. Dear filmmakers, like, what are you doing expecting four seasons of something? Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. Welcome back to the show. Happy New Year, everyone. 2023. January 10th. But yeah, it's 2023. We took a couple weeks off to... For a little, you know, health, wellness, sanity check, you know, just to give ourselves a little bit of a break. Yeah, mostly um, just that, like, the okay, the holidays are <laughs> over and uh, yeah. I'm going to not do anything for a little bit. Exactly. Um, but we're glad to be back. We have a ton of stuff to talk about. This year is going to be pretty interesting in terms of the movie and TV yeah. industry. Um, but we're It is not talk- this episode, but uh, there will be a most anticipated of 2023 episode, Megapixels, yes. coming. Yeah. In the near, near future, because we can't get too yes. far before we make those lists. Um, but this week, we're going to talk about a few things. The first one being Netflix's latest like alternate storytelling kind of yeah. method in their new show, Kaleidoscope, which we will explain all about that in just a moment. Uh, we're also going to talk about Avatar The Way of Water and how it is just printing money left and right overseas domestically. It doesn't matter. This movie is rivaling itself at this point it's kind of insane and we're going to talk about theaters and how we think things are going to shake up this year and then we're going to wrap it all up with tv streaming um and a lot of the streamers that are just kind of making massive cuts and shelving projects and the state of tv heavy is in, heavy course corrections is the yes state of yeah. like turmoil i guess but it that remains to be seen so we'll we'll get into it But that's what we're talking about today. First, let me go over some of the weekly releases we got here. January 13th, we have three movies releasing in theaters. We have House Party. We have Plane, which is (laughs) Jerry Butler uh, on a plane. (laughs) But not really because they crashed the plane and then they're not on the plane anymore. So I was like, okay. Yeah. So Uh that's something. Um, And then we've got A Man Called Otto, which is Tom Hanks' new movie. which, Which I feel like came out like three months ago. You know what? <laughs> Maybe it had a, a limited release and now it's going wide for that January I crowd. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, but that's what's coming to theaters for streaming. Uh, we got two new movies, Doggone January 13th on Netflix and Sick January 13th on Peacock. For shows, we got a couple things coming. We have The Traders January 12th on Peacock, Vikings Valhalla coming back January 12th on Netflix. We have Hunters Season 2, which I thought this got canceled, but it's coming back for Season 2, apparently. Uh, don't know anyone who watches it, but that's coming back the 13th on Prime. We got Season 4 of Servant, which is M. Night's show. Coming back on Apple Still TV going. Plus on the 13th. And lo and behold, we got The Last of Us premiering January 15th At on HBO long, Max. Long la- Everyone uh, I talk to is hyped about that movie. I'm ready. I'm movie. ready. Show. Show, yeah. Yeah. I, and I just saw <laughs> it's just started getting um, press reviews. Mm. And the they seem to be pretty positive. Oh. Which okay. is like a... Exhale, right. kind of like, all right, yeah. all right. <laughs> okay. like, because if after all of that, The Last of Us was like terrible, it would be really sad. But HBO would have to shutter its doors, probably. Yeah. Um, so that's what's coming this week. Yes. But uh, let's just hop into this here episode. So Netflix has been in the business I, for a while, they had like a choose your own adventure thing with Bear Grylls Bandersnatch, yep. and Bandersnatch, and now they have released Kaleidoscope, which we had heard about earlier in the year, and is essentially a TV show that you can watch in any order, which is yes. like very much piqued our interest at the beginning. I was like, how is this? Like, how is this going to well, work? Well, and the the interesting thing is, can be watched in any order, mm-hmm. but is also fed to users in different orders yes so like you said the first one on your list was yellow right so each episode Uh, there's what eight episodes one two two, there's eight episodes each is titled a different color 
uh, yes, like a kaleidoscope kind of thing. So right. when we start talking about red versus green versus yellow, whatever, that's kind of what we're talking about. Right. Um, not kind of. That's legit. That's exactly what we're talking, what we're talking about. about. <laughs> um, so what was the first color on yours? And I have to bring mine up just to double check. So this was actually tougher than I thought it would be because I was swapping between devices and accounts mm. when watching this show. Because I was going from our TV in the living room to my phone. to So I started at green, and then I went to yellow, which was on my roommate's but, TV. Oh, okay. So but so your roommate has a, it's a different account. It's a different account. Yeah. Okay. So, so, yeah. So I tried so, to go off of... Can I just read you my order? Yeah. So I did green, yellow, violet, orange, blue, red, and then pink. Interesting. And then white? Did you have white in there? Which is the end, though. Yes. Yes. So white and black were the two end caps. Yes. Sorry. So I'm trying to... Not necessarily the order that you watch. Did you watch them in the order that they were presented? Did yes, you? I just went okay. through. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So I didn't do that, which we'll get into that in a minute. Oh. But, um, <laughs> so I was given green, yellow, blue, violet, oh, orange, uh, red, okay. pink, white. So it's interesting. And I've talked to a couple different people who have watched it now. And I think, and I I can't back this up with data in any way, but it seems to me like there's maybe four or five different variations going around. It's not like every single person gets a 100% completely unique random thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I don't know how many like different variations there could be of these eight things, but like, Right. I think there's a handful of different ones going around and you get like a one in five chance or whatever. Right. Um, so, yeah, my first one was green, but I being <laughs> me and having been like, oh, I already heard about this was like, oh, I don't need to watch this in order. So I didn't watch it in the order that it was given to me. Mm. I jumped around. I watched red, green, white, which was dumb. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> red, green, white. Violet, yellow, orange, blue, pink. So there's like a whole thing to unpack there. Yes. So a really interesting um, like device for telling a story. Right, right. Um, However, nobody knew that this is the way that it was going to. The amount of people that I had to tell about this yeah. show when they're like, oh, I saw that. I didn't really check it out. I'm like, yeah, but you can watch it in any, in any order. And they're like, oh, well, let me just. Okay, that's well, piquing my interest now. <laughs> so Black is the first, like, quote-unquote episode. I think it's like a it's minute like and a half minute. long. Yeah. yeah. And the idea, I think, was that Black told you what was what was up. Right. But it does a terrible job of doing that. Yes. It's kind of just, like, unfolds in different orders for everybody. Like, it never explicitly says, like, can be watched in any order, which I think is problematic. Yes. Um, nor do I think people realize that they might be getting a different order than someone else. Right. Um, which is kind of just like the Netflix of it all of like Netflix being like, yeah, okay, put it out. It's will figure cool. it out or not, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever. But like, I feel like there was fanfare around Bandersnatch where they were like, oh, choose your True. own adventure, Black Mirror. Like they didn't even really try on this. Well, and Bandersnatch was very explicitly like it stopped the narrative and was like click right or left. So it's right. not like you could kind of just get through. Like you could just hit play and go through this whole thing and be like, that's weird. They told it out of order. Right, um, right. <laughs> it's it's very interesting. So you started with green. Yes. Which is the, and I'll, I'll say this without spoilers, I suppose, but is the one from like a f- couple years before so the whole the whole story this won't be a spoiler the whole story is centered around this heist yeah so green is several years before the heist right when it's they're in prison prison yeah 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 so the interesting thing that's happened with this that i, I keep going back to is depending on what you watched first you have entirely different experiences with yes each of the characters. Yes. So I especially want to highlight the character of Bob. Yes. Yeah. Who is uh, Jai Courtney's character. Yeah. So my first episode was Red. Mm-hmm. Red is immediately following the heist. Mm-hmm. Which is like a really weird thing to do because they were like, you know, 
it starts out in this really weird, like what's happening thing. And everyone's really stressed out and everyone's moving really fast. And a lot bunch of shit's just gone down. Right. Jai Courtney's character's name, Bob here is not in that episode. Right. So my first experience with Bob is this mysterious character that's like missing or not there or something. And right. then as I go through builds and builds and builds into this other kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I imagine you had a, a different experience because I think if I remember correctly, Bob is in green. He is in green. I'm trying to remember now. Um, He's dating or he comes to the prison with. Yes. The, the girlfriend. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Keeping the spoiler free is an interesting exercise. It is hard. Yeah. yeah. Because it's also like every episode has to act like a pilot. Like yeah. there's some, we'll get into it, but yeah. So that was my experience. And honestly, I will say having it in my mind as a choose whatever order you want, mm-hmm. it distracted me because I kept going, well, what if I started with this episode? Well, what if I started sure. with this episode? Well, what if this episode came after the next, like, would this be skewing my opinion of characters and what? So it was a little distracting in that regard. I mean, that made it more fun for me is like watching, you know, yellow and being like, Oh my God. So like that, imagine if that person was, you know, yeah. Like, Bob, I had no inherent thought about whether Bob was a good guy or a bad guy right. until, like, three episodes in. Because I was like, yeah. oh, th-, like, I got to the second. I was like, oh, this is Bob. Okay. Right. And like, um, But that could Gre- have been one episode in where you're like, oh, well, okay. Well, Green was the second episode I watched. So, oh, okay. So, like, you know. Gotcha. But, like, he's just kind of there. It's not a huge thing. Um, right. And he seems like a dick. But it's like, okay, yeah, well, you yeah. can't really tell And the anything. same kind of thing with the mark that they're stealing from. Like, there's a whole mm-hmm. – history that gets unpacked later in that and it, it's it's so it's so fascinating um yeah shout out rufus sewell dude <laughs> my guy it's impressive <laughs> it's so let's talk about like what you were hinting at there of like how are these written to be so self-contained exactly because it is one of those and how successful each one is debatable but each one of these has to be either the ingress point like your first experience with it yeah or like your has to be your last, like has yeah. to be a satisfying season finale, right? Which is well, real. unless you watch White last. Y- well, because White so, is the actual. Well, should we say? <laughs> so White is the actual heist. Yeah, it's the heist. You kind of dance around it the whole time. I don't think that's really a spoiler. It's, I don't think I, so. Yeah, I have it in front of me here. It's like you know, it, it basically says that this is the the heist in White. Right. Right. Um, but even that one, so like I said before, I watched White Third. So I watched That's Red, <laughs> which is just after, because I was like, oh, whatever, yeah. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Um, I watched Red, I watched Green, and then I watched White. Mm-hmm. And like White works in that capacity mm-hmm. coming in of like, this could be your entry point into it. You know, sure. it drops you right into it. You're like, yep. oh, who's this person? Who's that person? Who's this person? You know. Right. And then it it carries through. There's like one thing that they do in that episode that signifies it as the end. Yeah. And that's, there's a whole big, con- and I, without yeah, yeah. <laughs> giving anything away again, like there's a whole big scene between two of the characters wherein they like flashback yeah. to a couple other things and having this, this having been my third episode it was kind of ruined because you hadn't seen. Yeah. <laughs> they flash back to stuff I had seen and they flash back to th- stuff I hadn't seen. So I was like, oh, I feel like I'm supposed to have a full understanding of what's going on here. Yes. Um, which I had this big, long debate with my wife afterwards. If they had taken those out, if those flashes hadn't been there, totally yeah. could have gone anywhere. Yeah could have folded to anyone and i like i really was like struggling with like why on earth would they do this one little thing that makes this have to be the last one i i don't know because in many ways that episode almost works better as the pilot yeah because you're like this is what happened let's figure out why you know <laughs> like yeah, that's kind exactly of, whereas well, you it's, know it, it's going interesting in. starting with red because red is just after the heist and is right. very reservoir dogs for sure um, well yeah yeah but and like arguably there are other ones that like 
serve as a better finale. finale. Like yeah. I'm, I mean, the one that takes place in the future, I'll say. Sure. Um, yes. I think would be the hardest to access if you had no idea who any of these people were. For sure. You know, and you're just like, oh, okay. You know, um, but it's offered as just like, yeah, what this is just can be in whatever order. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting, man. I'm like, I think it was pretty successful. In terms I think of it was it, successful. It was doing in terms of like storytelling. For uh, sure. Yeah, it was successful. I wish the story had been less, not less. I don't know. I, I wish it was more interesting, I guess. Because, like, once I understood the premise, I was like, oh, okay. And, like, there will be little wrinkles and character developments that will maintain my, uh, like, interest. But once I understood the general gist of what was happening, I was like, oh, okay. Now I understand why this can be told out of order because, like, we're doing, I guess, spoilers, but we're doing all these time jumps where it's like, okay, I understand, like, this is the way that this is going to. A spoiler. Um, each I mean, episode it says takes place. even yeah, yeah it says how many how long it takes e- each episode takes place like at a different period of time yeah around the heist right um, some um large periods of time but right and they're not like Im- none of them immediately connect with each other i mean except yeah. for i guess the you could put the heist and directly after the heist right next to each other but like it doesn't have to be yeah um I mean, I've never seen this done or even attempted before, and I think that this is a really good kind of like blueprint, you know, yeah. as of what Proof you of can do with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they had marketed a little better because I don't know anyone who's watched this really. Um, yeah. I've been telling everybody I can. Me too. To I'm it. like, yeah. dude, watch Kaleidoscope. Like, it's not only good, but you can watch it in any order. And they're like, oh, okay. So um, <laughs> I don't know. I think Netflix is going to be kind of the like the test subject for a lot of these, because no one's doing that. Like no one's doing yeah. choose your own adventure I mean, or whatever. Netflix is the most, is in the best position, I think, of anyone to be like, let's yeah. get experimental with what we're, we're doing here. Right. Um, um, so Kaleidoscope season two, it doesn't have to be the same story. Yeah, I don't story. really know how you'd, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like series you could, two. We'll yeah, 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 exactly. Like you could um, do a secondary show in the same way with a different story different people yeah. um which could be interesting i think that if they build upon this that would be cool but. and i think this is something that a lot of people are watching this and going oh i i wonder if that might work with like what i've been working on or like right. i think that it's like here it's like I said, it's like a proof of concept like we can do this this is doable right you know let's see what we can like people will respond i guess and it was like the number one show on netflix for its like week or whatever so people checked it out so yeah um it's still as of this recording it's the um number four tv show on on netflix is wednesday still number one Um, no no number one is Ginny and georgia okay number two is the walking dead because they just dropped season 11 on there and number three is new amsterdam so i don't know what's going on what the hell is happening in netflix (laughs) and then number five is wednesday oh okay wow that's kind of a all right. watch weird stuff. Well, regardless, watch Kaleidoscope. It's yeah. something different. And, you know, why not? Give it yeah. a shot. Giancarlo Esposito. What's, who's tweet better? Us, uh, tweet <laughs> us at what size, what order, what size, mm. what order you watch them in. Yes. Um, yes. I, I did see a tweet that was like, you're supposed to be able to watch these in any order, and I definitely watched them in the wrong order. <laughs> and they said person had watched white first, which I'm like, yep. That's, that's I think that order. works though. Like that. If they that... took out the flashbacks, it would be perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Um, the flashbacks thing really to me seems like Netflix being like, well, it has to have an ending. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> and well, the director would be you... like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> they're like, oh, add a couple flashbacks and we'll call it yeah. the ending. I don't have a transition for this. Oh, I had one a second ago, but then we kept talking. It was Damn like, it. you know what else is worth watching? You got to just go right. Don't just cut yeah. me off mid sentence and just go right into it. <laughs> You're done talking about this. <laughs> you know uh, Avatar. Avatar. The way of the water. way of water. I heard a rumor that apparently the third one's going to involve fire Navi. I heard that as well. And that could be, <laughs> that seems like a ridiculous rumor, but <laughs> Not once you've seen Avatar The Way of Water. Okay. Um, So Avatar is 
somehow the underdog and the overdog of the year um, where people were just like, ah, who's going to see this movie? And then turns out everybody on the planet saw this movie. Um, this is, I don't know how James Cameron does this, but this movie, let's just run through the numbers because box yeah. office wise, it is just absolutely insane. Worldwide, as of this moment, uh, $1.73 billion. And it's yes. been out since like mid-December. So like four weeks, yeah. maybe at most in the box office. Probably not even. Um, yeah, December 16th. So yeah, it's just shy yeah. of them out for a month. Uh, $1.7 billion. One point seven that breaks up to be uh five hundred twenty one million domestic and one point two international. So it yeah. is doing absolutely insane. And the thing that I can't wrap my head around is that no one is talking about this movie. Yeah. Like no one. And that happened to the first one as well, where it just kind of fell off really fast in terms of the public consciousness of yeah. talking about it. And I know you haven't seen this, so we're not gonna get it has nothing to do with the story. I just, I'm, how has 1.7 billion people in terms of like box office success seen this movie and nobody has anything to say about it? It's just like, yeah, <laughs> it's just like, well, uh, all right, that happened. Well, and it's not, and it's one of those, it's not even just like that people like there is plenty to talk about, about this yes. film. Like God, even yeah. if you want to just talk about like the visual achievements and like maybe it's something that like your average moviegoer doesn't have the language Sure. Discuss the visuals in depth, and that's mm -hmm. like it's. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. It's. I had the same thought when the original one came out. I'm like, it was good. It like it was amazing. And then I'm like, yeah, but like, what do you talk about about it? Yeah, like, where's the discussion to be had? Yeah, which Not I mean, that is every that the mark one. of like a good movie that's gonna you know cross into like the billion dollar territory, like? I mean, like you're like I don't know what di dialogue we could have about it. I mean, that seems counterintuitive. Like, we talked about Top Gun Maverick a lot, and I think generally people had fondness for it. Yeah, but like no one really went in critically on that thing. Like uh, nobody really had massive amounts of discussion about it. Like unless you're listening to like movie podcasts where they talk about nothing but that. Sure. But the general discourse is like, oh, Top Gun Maverick, that was pretty good. Yeah. Well, I, I talked to my dad about it and I have, you know, my dad's a screenwriter. Well, like yeah. I have good film conversations <laughs> with him. And it was essentially that like, did you see Top Gun Maverick? And he was like, yeah, it was pretty good. And I was like, yeah, it was pretty yeah. good. And that was like. End of conversation. Know, it's it's <laughs> There's not a huge amount to talk about there. Right. Um, and I guess that's the same with Avatar. Um, is it is also worth mentioning that like Avatar is having a good run in China. Yes. Which is like a rarer and rarer thing. So like a fair amount of the, this profit could be coming from China for sure. Um, I don't know if there's specific numbers that are like out, um, in terms I didn't of see that, them break but... it up like that, but it's possible. Oh, well, okay. So I've just looked it up and like undone my, my point here. Uh, oh, it wow, looks like yeah. as of now, it's just shy of 200 million. Oh wow. Uh, in China, which is like not insubstantial. No, um, but, but like not substantial compared to the 500 million in the US. Right. But I right. mean, like those two numbers together are, you know, carry the one $700 million. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's also worth noting that like if ever there was a thing that was going to upsell someone to going to an IMAX theater. Yeah. You know, um, I think the number was there was like 150 two million right of the the domestic gross is imax yeah. yeah so like again not insubstantial but like it's not like that 152 million is people that like wouldn't see it not in imax like if right. it wasn't an imax movie like that it might not still be 150 million but it might right. not be you get what i'm saying i'm like no i get you yeah so there are things going on here that are like potentially inflating that number. Yeah. It, it's gross, but also like, nah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like things that are just like, even if you account to that, it like 1.7 billion is a insanely massive number. For three and a half weeks insanely. at the box office. 
So if it's not just like variations on price and it's not like a cultural discussion. Yeah. Like what's pulling? Is it literally just like, I don't, I don't know. Is it uncomplicated spectacle where it's like, you don't take any baggage in, you don't leave with any baggage. There's no homework for it. That's zero homework compared to like a lot of MCU stuff. No way home Um, made a lot of money, but guess what? If you didn't see, Raimi's yeah. Spider-Man and the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, you don't give a shit about this movie. Yeah. Like, and that's 20 years of Spider-Man movies you gotta watch before you get to yeah, this end that's point. That's not nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> I feel like what in the thing I'm forming in my head is that it's just like it's like eight different things that are all adding 10% to it. Yeah. You know, that is just like yeah, that's 80% like coming up, you know, right. hashtag math podcast. But like, yeah, it's wild to me, man. Like they, they were saying before this came out and I realize I'm like just reiterating the same points at this point. But like <laughs> they were saying when this came out, it had to make like what, like two and a half billion dollars to be profitable. Something like that. Yeah. And everyone was like, yeah, OK, Avatar. I'm going to make I'm going to yeah. spend a ton of money okay. to go see Avatar. That's going to be the biggest movie yeah. of the year. That's going to unseat Top Gun Maverick. And it did. (laughs) In like days. Like, how can we be so stupid every time? And like, but here's the thing. We said that about Top Gun Maverick. We were like, this movie, one, it's not going to work. Two, it's not going to make nearly enough money because this movie obviously had an inflated budget because it was shot in like 2017 or 2018 with shells. They were working on it for like five years. We were the same. We were like, this movie... I almost didn't see it. I was like, who cares? It's Top Gun. Yeah. Like, what is it with these legacy sequels? And I will call Avatar 2 a legacy sequel now. It's been over 10 years since the last one. Yeah. Like, what is it? Is it just the fact that you don't have to think that much about it? it? It's all there on the screen. You're just sitting there and you're just letting the movie happen to you. Whereas Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness... Ah, uh, the reason Avengers Endgame made so much money is because people went back five times to see it. You yeah, know? and to but, catch every little detail. Yeah, right. But like, my mom didn't go see it. My mom went to see Top Gun. Like, she's not like this is getting everyone. MCU is getting the core base to go a lot. You know, and that's yeah. a lot of people now with the way that they've grown their, um, like their universe. But I think we've forgotten that people just want to go and have a good time. You know, and Avatar yeah. is that, and Top Gun is definitely that. And you can walk away and never think about it again. Yeah. Like, that's it. You don't have to be like, okay, well, Ant-Man and the, and the Wasp Quantumania is coming out in a couple weeks. Do I have to go rewatch Thor Love and Thunder? Do I have to rewatch all of season one of Loki? Right. Do I need to go watch Loki? Like, it's just an undertaking that I think everyone, and we've spoken about this before, but it's getting, the fatigue is real. Yeah. It just is. And look at the two, like, when's the last time an MCU movie wasn't at the top of the box well, office? Well, so I will say, I'm looking at the top box office domestically for 2022, and it's Top Gun Maverick, Wakanda Forever, yep. Doctor Strange, Avatar, Jurassic World Dominion. That's oh, because of, because of the, because it didn't make that much money well, yeah, I by mean, the end of like, December. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> it's like saying <laughs> the gross, uh, yeah, the gross of Avatar in the two weeks it was out was $400 million. That's insane. Uh, which was 10 million shy of unseating Dar- Doctor Strange. That's insane. Um, of its entire run. So it's like, yeah, like. That's insane. It has, if if all things being equal, it has unseated uh, Wakanda Forever and Doctor Strange in terms of gross. Yeah. But yeah, shenanigans. Um, yeah. So like we got two main things here that are our sequels, yeah. our legacy sequels, our spectacle for sure, but don't require homework yeah yeah at is all. that is that what it is that's really like but I'm they curious. also have to be good like that's the, yeah i think that like ambulance like you could say that about ambulance but it's not good like it's not a movie that you're like <laughs> oh wow like ambulance yeah. is on the same filmmaking level as avatar the way of water but it just has to be quality yeah. Like, Nope made almost $200 million. That's, like, not a very easy movie yeah. to get somebody to just go sit down and watch. Um, I, don't, I don't know, man. It's, like, kind of astounding me still to see that Avatar is just still printing money. Like, I, it's just 
Well, and it's one of those I'm like, now it'll be really interesting with Avatar 3. Sure. Where we're all going to go, oh, well, it's going to make billions of dollars. And then it makes like three. You know, because it did for the first one and it did for the second one. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, oh, well, now that it's like, it's not lightning striking. Right. You know, with like the first Avatar was like just in the right time and you know, like the right moment. And it just became, you know, the like yeah. whatever third highest grossing film of all time. Right. Um, now that there's been two and like, I'm really curious if Avatar Way of Water is going to end up being profitable. I like, I want to know, I yeah. wanna, like Hollywood Reporter, give me that article when it happens. Yes. Um, yes. And or it doesn't happen, but. <laughs> right. I don't know, man. I don't, I guess I, I. I guess where I'm landing is like it's a handful of things that are just uh, all coming together to just knock it out the park. And yeah, you know, that might just be James Cameron being really good at what he does. It could be. It could be. Um, It. I just keep having to think about Top Gun Maverick and being like. Maybe it was 2022. Maybe it was like people are ready to get back. Like mm-hmm. 2021 was like the maybe. Still kind of in the pandemic. Is that like that we were saying? Yeah. Like we're in yeah. the pandemic. Movies are still being released at the same time on platforms. Like mm-hmm. Matrix came out on both the same day. Like that's not happening anymore and likely will never happen again unless there's another pandemic. Yeah. Hopefully no. So maybe it was just like people are ready to get back into a theater and the ones who were kind of on the fence about it and being like, well, maybe I can go see this at home. And when people saw Top Gun and were like, you have to go. Like, I was yeah. like adamant that people had to go to a theater. I'm like, see this in a theater or don't see it, you know? I mean, Avatar. as horrifying as this is to say, like Top Gun was one of two movies I saw in theaters last Yes, time. yes. And the other like, one was a Marvel movie. <laughs> yes. Wasn't it Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I don't know, man. We'll have to wait and we'll have to see how Top Gun or Top Gun, how Avatar fares for the remainder of its theatrical run. Yeah. We'll have to see what happens. Which like it's one of those. It could just go for like who's taking this out of theaters right now. They'll be an idiots too. And like, honestly, I think there's not a lot coming. Nothing. That's going to challenge it. No. They're re-releasing Titanic. I'm like, so Jim Cameron's going up against himself. (laughs) Let's go. Ant-Man's coming at the end of, um, or the beginning of February. Yeah. So like. So I guess that's the first real big thing, but like, yeah, I mean, there's nothing like planes not going to unseat it. Like, Mm -mm. you know, um, no knock at the cabin. I think February 3rd will be the first. Yeah. February 3rd seems like a time when it's like, it may start to decline and like, a a a sham ham horror might be enough to. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. But there's nothing that's going to come close before No, then. I'm actually, no joke, I'm really excited for Knock at the Cabin. <laughs> I want it to be so good. <laughs> it might not be, but like he's, re- he's right there. He's ready for a good one. <laughs> I'm considering, I-, I almost watched Old the other day. Jess Rufus is trying to, is in that. <laughs> Jess, is, Jess is trying to get me to watch it, and uh, I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm debating my relationship with M. Night Shyamalan. I'll, I'll say this. It's not one of his worst. Okay. It's in like, if there's two halves of his career, the good half, the bad half, it's like leaning on the good half. All right. Like, I enjoyed it. It, you know, it has its yeah. flaws, but uh, anyways. Anyway. Yes. Blockbusters, we'll see. I, I'm just astounded that Avatar is almost at $2 billion in like three weeks. Um, I don't know if it's that's wild. ever happened. Um, well, to pivot away from movies and pivot into the land of TV, because yes. there's kind of this dichotomy between the two at this point, and streaming is right in the middle of both of them. So let's start off with some Game of Thrones talk, just because this whole thing started because there's a couple spinoffs that aren't named by HBO at this point um, that are from George R.R. R. Martin and have been shelved indefinitely. And this is... Yes coming after a long line of shelvings from HBO as well as Netflix and AMC following a year of turmoil for all three of those Turmoil's companies. the word, yeah. Um, where they're just hemorrhaging money, which I just, okay, I don't know how you can do that when you make a billion dollars a quarter, well, but... <laughs> Netflix isn't like 
hemorrhaging money. No, they're quote Netflix unquote, losing like subscribers. Lo- is losing subscribers for the first time, but they're still like you know forty billion dollars in the plus column. Yeah, yeah, they have two hundred million subscribers that all yeah. pay you twenty dollars a month. Yeah, so so they're like they'll be yeah. okay. <laughs> they're but... still course correcting, but it's it's yeah. Yes. Everyone else is hemorrhaging to catch up with them. Exactly. So it's interesting because I'm having a hard time with where TV's at. With one, because things are moving too fast and we got too much stuff to to talk about. And in the same vein, we're getting shows that I don't even have a chance to look at because they've been canceled already. And that's been something that Netflix has been doing a lot throughout their whole run is like, oh, Cowboy Bebop, two weeks later, it's, it's canceled. It's like... It's toast, yeah. Okay, but also like that doesn't give me a time to even make my mind up about if I like the show or not. And I think it's like, how can you make a judgment call on something like this? Obviously, the Game of Thrones stuff is because they have budgetary constraints, but something well, and, like yeah. that, I'm like, well, let's <laughs> let's ta- touch on the Game of Thrones stuff for a yeah. second here. Is like that's one of those things, and I think this is going to be a theme that we see here of. They had greenlit like four Game of Thrones shows. To which I'm like, I am a huge Game of Thrones fan. I don't want four Game of Thrones shows. And this was before House of Dragon. (laughs) And this was before House of Dragon. And House of Dragon's really good. And I'm super into it. But like, I'm not watching two simultaneous. I'm going to get pissed off if I have to watch like three other seasons of some other show before I can come back to house of dragon. Cause they're not going to program like, you know, house of dragon and house of Baratheon yeah. you know, against each other or something like that. Although right. that would be kind of fucking cool. That would be kind of sick. Just like an Avengers style. Like here's five series oh. with all the different houses and then it all comes together. But it like, no, I'm not, no way does that happen <laughs> and no way does that work these days. So yeah, the, the game of Thrones stuff. I'm like, yeah, fine. I don't, want it yeah fine and like course correction is the term that i'm kind of latching onto and all this stuff because i think we're shifting away from i guess i'll say quote unquote like the golden age of television yeah i i think there's so much there's too much and there's like so much space in the industry for it that like it's almost like a bird in the hand kind of thing Mm. like a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush but i'm like Mm. like if you're netflix like is this one that was okay better than the potential of one that i could make right with that same money right and i don't like obviously netflix doesn't release their numbers unless it's like you know wednesday was watched for two billion hours or something like that it's like they don't really do that but like it is really hard to see how they make their decisions based off of some of the stuff. Cause there are some shows that are like that got a season two. Like how does, yeah. and nothing's coming to mind right now, but that has happened where I'm like, how is this, how does this happen? Um, and then there's, what was the, sh- the Netflix show that just got canceled? It was like inside job. Oh, and inside job. Too, yeah. Which I'm like, dude, 1899 got canceled within weeks. I'm like, nobody I know has even heard of it. So it's like, how can you, like, in my opinion, that's on their marketing team more than it is on the show. Like, the show could be amazing if no one's heard of it or seen it. What do you do? Well, and the show coming from the people who made Dark as well. Yeah. That got, I think, three seasons. And it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great show. So it's tough because I'm like, I'm trying to, like, stay like away from it a little bit of like how many shows are just like canceled every season after their first season anyway like how many like cbs shows does cbs put out that they're like ah no let's make another crime drama sure or something like that you know like how many shows come to like tubi that tubi's bailing out on or thing you know like it's like i'm trying to like keep a distance to keep a, a larger view of it but it does seem like Netflix cancels a disproportionate amount of stuff in its first after its first season. Right, and it's not just that they cancel them, it's that they cancel them fast. 
Like yeah. they're like, uh, it, we didn't get the first dr- night draw that we wanted. Eh, nobody cares about it. And it's like, you need more than two weeks to know if people like the show, dude. Like, well, especially, yeah. I mean, like if, if you think of the, the business model of like subscriber retention right. and whatnot, like it's not like a box office where it's like, well, it had a huge opening weekend and then a like dropped 70% the next weekend. Right. Like you've got to take into account the fact that like this draw might not be huge, but might either sustain or like be delayed and then rise in the time it would take you to do a season two. For sure. You know what I mean? It's like, it, Cause it's not like the stuff is disappearing. Although some, right. I mean, we can talk about that with HBO too and then pulling stuff, sure. but like, you know, this kind of stuff is like, it's not just day one. It's not just first wash through. It's like, 1899 was going to be on no, no probably not on my list but like i was intrigued by it yeah but like i there are 45 other things on my list that i'm going to watch before 1899 you know right right um, so i don't know so we had a conversation which i want to pivot into at this point where we yeah. were talking about cuz i had seen a tweet where we were someone was talking about this exact thing where Netflix had canceled a show. I think it might have been 1899. I think it was, yeah. Within weeks of of its drop. And and the person had said essentially, well, then why would I ever watch this? Because now I know that we're never going to see the resolution of this story. Yeah. And I was- I have scrolled back. I have the exact tweet here. Oh, do you? I scrolled back through our text. Uh, (laughs) There's literally no incentive to watch a new Netflix show if you know it's inevitably going to get canceled. Right. Which is a very hot take for sure. For sure. And it's Twitter. In the, it's Twitter. And nobody <laughs> thinks before they tweet. But I think we came out on different sides of that. Yes. And are now kind of kind of coming to the middle of it at some way. Well. At some, at some point. So I had a very negative reaction to that, that phrasing. Mm-hmm. So the quote being, there's literally no incentive to watch a new Netflix show if you know it's going to get canceled. To me, read as like, there's literally no reason to watch a movie if it's not going to get three sequels. <laughs> Which is like a horrifying statement. Like, you know, like to say that something's not worth watching because there's not more of it. Yeah. Is like tough. And sure. like I like like you said, I am like treading back from that mentality a little bit because like, yeah, it is TV is a different situation than movies. And like, you know, there is an inherent and this is see, I'm already starting to argue with myself now. There's an inherent <laughs> expectation of more of a tv show if sure. it's not marketed as like a mini series or as just like a here's a one-off like yeah i don't imagine we're gonna get more kaleidoscope probably not you know um, yeah but it also it like it wraps itself up pretty well right it's contained yeah and you brought up Chernobyl. You're like, what if Chernobyl, would, were you going to get a season two of Chernobyl? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the expectation of everything or anything having a second season or a sequel or like, yeah. you know, is like kind of preposterous. And I think the thing that I, I, I kind of came around to is I think the issue I have with that mentality is the whole inherent problem with a lot of TV now that like they'll sacrifice the quality of their final episode mm. to set up season two. Yes. Which happens all the time, which like yes. you get like a half-assed finale. I'm like trying to think of the one I watched one last year that I got to the end. I was like, <laughs> it was going so good. And they were like, all right, also guess what? There's going to be a season. Like I have huge problem problems with that. Yeah. You know, like yeah. set up your second season or whatever, but don't say, I mean, we've talked about it with like the walking dead of like, oh, yep, God. someone's going to die and then no one dies because you yep. have to go to the next season. Like, yep, um, I am all over this place. In this <laughs> but like that's that issue of like, yeah, I'd be pissed, too, if every show I watched that I really like ended with this whole big setup. And then it got canceled that I'll buy into. But that to me says like. Dear filmmakers, like, what are you doing expecting four seasons of something? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I agree with you. Although, I will say, at this point, I've been conditioned to, unless it is a miniseries or a sitcom, because usually 
like apart from How I Met Your Mother, there's not sure. like a a crazy through line that's dragging you through through eleven yeah. seasons. I'm expecting there to be an expansion. Like I'm expecting season one to be however many seasons long it is, this much of a part of this story. Sure. Sometimes that's not true, but that's my expectation going in. That might be the wrong expectation. Well, and there's there's a debate about like how much that expectation continues as you get to if you get into like season four, season five. We've all seen movies where it's like, and that's where they started like stretching for plot lines. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But like at the same time, it's weird because like I both agree and I disagree with this tweet because like with 1899, I know that that's not complete. And going to the end. Did you of it, watch eighteen ninety nine? No, I haven't yet, and I won't now because I'm like, well, okay, because I've been through that. I've seen like I don't know if I talked to you about this, but I watched the first season of Utopia on Prime. Thought mm-hmm. it was great, canceled, and I'm like, Gah. like I need to know now. Thank God that that was based off of a British show that I can actually go watch the finale of or the sure. remaining seasons of. But that hits me so hard of being like, well, I I shouldn't have watched that's this the one, at all then. That's the one with John Cusack, right? With Cusack, yeah. Okay, okay. Like, in my mind, I was like, I just shouldn't have watched this. Like, there was no reason to. Like, it was good. I liked it. We're never going to see more of this. And I don't know where people land on this at this point, where it's like, Cowboy Bebop, ah, it got canceled. It means it's bad. It's like, no, it doesn't. But also, is it worth your time to sit through a season where you have all these other shows that... Will you'll you'll get a like you know an entire run out of like I don't really know where to land on this. Well, and that's like that's the tough thing because I'm like like Cowboy Bebop was bad. Was bad. Okay. <laughs> and like Cowboy Bebop, for the most part, wrapped itself up in that season. In that season, it had mm-hmm. like a stinger. I don't know for our listeners that are familiar with. Cowboy Bebop. It had a stinger where the character Ed was introduced, who was like notably absent through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So like that, I was like, oh, next season we'll get Ed. But like there wasn't like more story. I wasn't sitting there waiting for more story. Sure. Which so like when it got canceled, I was like, all right, well, this is a bad show that like I'm fine with it ending because like there's no lingering questions there. And I don't want to watch another season. And I don't want to watch another <laughs> season. So, like, there's that. But, like, that kind of mentality of, like, this show is great. And I'm hungry for more and more and more. Like, that is inarguably, like, sad. Of, like, yeah, yeah. Like, give me more scenes of this. But, like, there's a difference between that show was great. I want more from that world. And that show was great. It's a pity we'll never see the end of the story. Right. That's where I land, where it's like, yeah, Yeah. like a season two can be more of the conversation. Sure. Or more of the world. But like, like if you're a filmmaker, like you shouldn't presume to get another season. Yeah. You know, I think of um, there was a Netflix show called The Oa. Mm -hmm. And I've talked to you about The Oa, right? Mm hmm. There's been interviews with the filmmakers that were like, yeah, we mopped out this like whole four season arc. (laughs) That was going to go through this whole thing and it got two seasons and they cancel it. And they're like, well, and everyone was all like, what the hell? And they're like, well, like it's a business. Like you presume over like a five, six year period that you're going to get four seasons of a show when like right. most streaming shows don't last that long. Like for sure, you know, that I'm just like, I, it sucks because it ended on like the biggest cliffhanger ever. Sure. And it was like, there was more story coming, but I'm like that, like, why not make it self-contained and then do a stinger? That's where I land on this, I guess. So maybe the tweet itself doesn't make sense. Because it's like, if the show's already been canceled, then it doesn't matter if you watch it. It's like, okay, it got canceled, but like like Netflix at that point doesn't care if you watch it. Like, because yeah. they've canceled it already. They don't care about the viewership numbers. So like, yeah, you don't, you're not going to watch it because they canceled it, but they also don't care if you watch it because they already canceled it. Like maybe that's part of the deal. Yeah. Um, but like, that's the thing is I, I think what I'm also landing on here is like, if you know, something's going to end unresolved and it's just been canceled and you're not going to watch it. Yeah. Like why not 
why would you ever watch something that's just going to like, you know, why would you ever watch a third of a movie? Right. Right. You know, but if it's self-contained and you're like, well, this first season's really good and it for the most part wraps. Yeah. And then it gives you a, a stinger much like Cowboy Bebop, you yeah. know, except Cowboy Bebop was bad. Sure. Uh, like <laughs> then, then I go, well, the ride of this first season with its complete story like could be fun and i'll know there's not more coming in so i might be more invested into it right i don't know if i buy that but like maybe that's where i i'm like like why are you not like you could be canceled at any time like make yourself make your thing something that exists on its own right right which is what i'm like because it's like then there is incentive to watch it because it stands on its own right and like Every show is graded on a different curve because they're all different styles, genres. Like my whole my argument of like, oh, why would you watch this? It only works if it's like a narcos or breaking bad or something where it like stops in a quarter of the way through the story. Like it doesn't matter if it's superstore or like, you know, even some shows that are like week to week that aren't necessarily this broad narrative. Like it, it really only works if it's like if it's like a movie or a miniseries where it's like, well, we left off here. What's yeah. next after this? Not like, oh, we can continue to see where these characters go after that. Like, yeah. Um, and I think that part of that is like kind of what the industry has become of. Yeah. It, and I'll, I'll hell, I'll blame the MCU for it. It's like blame. it all it all is interconnected. It's all going to go on. To, it's going to have like 16 different texts informing it. And it's going to be this different thing that like. Right. Comes together. And it, it like. As much of a fan as I am of the MCU, I'm like, that's, it's a hindrance on storytelling, man. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So I I do think we're both like on the same page with this. Yeah. But like looking at, or we're both, (laughs) I don't have a good analogy. I want to be like, we're both reading the same book, but on a different page or, but that is weird. Or like, I don't know. (laughs) I know we're what sitting you're in, saying. We're sitting in different seats in the same theater. There you go. There yeah. you go. There it is. Theater metaphor. Theater metaphor. Seeing the um, same movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, we don't, it's, it's, this is going to be as companies and streamers and whoever figure this stuff out more, we're going to start to kind of, maybe get a better better handle on how they're going to be yeah doing this in the future it's hard to say i have no i think idea. 2023 is going to be pretty tumultuous with this kind yeah. of stuff i think we're going to see a For lot sure. more cancellations and a lot more like yeah yeah we're not going to make that just kidding it's quality over quantity yeah <laughs> hopefully um there was someone that gave a quote today um, oh or i don't know or th- that there was a quote that i read today i'll say mm. um but no, it's something that the Warner Brother Discovery CFO, uh, Gunnar Widensfels, uh, sure. said today, um, today being yesterday, the ninth, on the ninth, said on the ninth, God, this is not going to be worth it now. Um, we're coming from an irrational time of overspending with a very limited focus on return and investment, uh, return on investment. And I think others are going to have to make some adjustments that we frankly have behind us now so like yeah yeah like the past 10 years we'll say yeah have been insane for streamer spending yeah and it's like no limits <laughs> yeah like we're in the find out phase of the fuck around and find out about streaming. <laughs> yes so i think it's we're gonna so see true. a lot of this yeah especially with netflix i mean we'll, yeah. we'll really see it with them and they're, warner they're, brothers and amc and like yeah. every, like yeah, you know they've been writing blank checks, and now they got to cash them, and it's gonna be interesting for them. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Well, that's episode one of the year. Yeah, we can. Um, Getting all hot and bothered about stuff already. <laughs> Good, and we're starting off the year strong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, there's a lot to look forward to this year in terms of just seeing how things pan out from the last two years and just seeing how it all kind of spreads around the rest of the industry and how and what kind of big changes are going to actually be made because people were making huge promises in the last couple of years and yeah. Some of them didn't pan out, and we're going to have to deal with... Not deal with it. We're going to have to observe and see what happens. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for the first episode of 2023, guys. Woo! Um, holy crap. Yeah. Heavy stuff. Uh, <laughs> Indeed. Do we want to give some recommendations here? Yes. Some general recommendations, because uh, we did not have because an we didn't idea come for up a with prompt. A, a <laughs> <laughs> Until like I texted him twenty minutes before we recorded. Yeah. Like, oh shit. <laughs> With like three suggestions that yeah. like were like, uh, oh. give me an hour and a half to research everything I've ever watched. Yeah. Um, so uh, so these will just be general recommendations yeah. of movies we'll start that we simple. like. Yeah. Simple. Um, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to? Sure, I'll go first. Right. Um, this is one I like. I've always had a soft spot for this movie. It's been a while since. I've watched it and it's a movie that came out in 2006. So like, Ooh. that's what I mean by a while. Okay. And it's a movie called Bobby. Uh, Bobby. It's directed by Emilio Estevez. Oh. Um, and it's the story of the assassination of Robert Kennedy. Um, oh. In, this, in 1968. This is one of the first movies that I remember being like, oh my God, this cast. I'm looking at because it now. The Holy cast God. list is never ending. So Anthony Hopkins, Demi Moore, Sharon Stone, Shout Emilio Estevez, Lawrence Fishburne, Heather Graham, Helen Hunt, Joshua Jackson, Ashton Kutcher, Lindsay Lohan, Shia LaBeouf, William H. Macy, Nick Can like it goes on and on and on. Like and it's very much a uh so it's the story of the assassination of, of Robert Kennedy, yep. like as seen by all of the different people in the Ambassador Hotel. So like Oh. Chefs, doormen, um, like Secret Service, guests, you know, all that different kind of stuff. Uh, oh. And it's really well done. It's very like, uh, as I recall, it's very much like not sectioned, but like it's vignette hmm. if that's a word. Like it's a, all these different people and like how – they're experiencing this one night um, and it kind of jumps from person to person. It sounds like the movie Vantage Point, but better, hopefully. It's not even that extreme. Like Vantage Point was very gimmicky of it. It's just yeah. like uh, like telling that story from like a lot of different. Uh, yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm like running the trailer here um, and I ran through the top cast on its IMDb, but like that doesn't do it. Like justice, because I can keep going down and, and say things like Christian Slater and Martin Sheen and Sharon Stone and Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Elijah oh Wood and Tony Colletti. Oh, my God. And like, oh, my God. It just keeps going because it's it's Emilio Estevez. Like, yeah, he was people one of those him. people that yeah. could could pull that kind of stuff uh, in that day. Oh, my God. Um, it's worth a watch. It's well, I, I was going to say it's fun, but it's not fun. It, but it's um, <laughs> harrowing. It's. It's interesting, and it's, yeah. like, really great performances all around. Um, right. Yeah, and I don't know. It's been one of those ones. I haven't watched it in a really long time, but I've always, like, fondly remembered it. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. 2006 Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. And where did, you, where did you say it was streaming? Uh, it's streaming on Amazon, I believe. Let me, okay. No, it. no, it's not. Hold on. Oh. Maybe you have to rent it, but... It's on Vudu from three net for three ninety nine. All right, that seems to be about it, though. Interesting. It, that is interesting. You can't even rent it on Prime. Yeah. Oh. The video is not currently available on Prime. What? Okay, so Vudu. I mean, subscribers. It's, you know, <laughs> it's <up>. old. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but <laughs> like, and no one. I've never even heard of this. So. Yeah, it's it's seventeen years old. Like it, you know, and it was a very small movie at the time. Um, yeah, but you know, I mean, I love political stuff like that, and yeah, yeah. And if it's, it's good, you know, it's, it's a solid little movie. I'm gonna. I ha I have it in my uh, my hard drive, so I might fire that up. Fire up, Bobby. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> I'm gonna open it. See what the. Oh no, the quality. Oh God. <laughs> 
I would be surprised if it's HD. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. But you have it regardless. Let so me, if every I'm gonna, copy I'm gonna full gets... screen it here. Can I watch this quality on full screen? Oh God. Yeah, yeah, maybe. We'll see. You can watch right. it. Will it be enjoyable? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see how far I get. But so anyway, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby, yes. Now that I've gone on Voodoo rental for four bucks. Yes. Um I'll probably have to do that. It sounds very intriguing to me. And that cast is absolutely like next level. I've never yeah. really heard of anything quite like that in a movie that I've never heard of. So it's interesting. I, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, and then we can get to yours. But uh I I feel like I've hit the point where I'm about to stop being impressed by really intense casts. Because it seems kind of like everything these days. I'm like, oh my god, oh, this yeah. cast. Um, and then you watch like, it, and it's Amsterdam, and you're like, damn it. Yeah, or it's like the menu, and it's like, <laughs> and you're like, oh god, this could okay. have been something. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, well. Anyway. Uh, my movie has yes. a cast of no one you've ever heard of, because I've All never right. heard of any of these people. Which I guess doesn't mean that you've never heard of them, but I'm not going to read them off because I don't know any of their names. It is a film by Barry Levinson, who mm-hmm. you may know of from a lot of classic films, but this is a movie he did in 2012, which I just saw very recently, and I cannot believe I had never seen this movie before. And it is called The Bay, and it is a movie that I don't think you're going to like at all. Um, <laughs> but it is a found footage horror movie that is styled in the form of a documentary. Uh, okay. Which I think that I, I recently watched two of these and they were both really, really compelling. One was called um, Lake Mungo. And I'm like, I think that this should be just the way they do found footage. Like, give me a document, a true blue documentary style. Sure. And this focuses on a summer uh, on the Chesapeake Bay where due to a... Um, I'm not going to say why, but due to something being poured into the Chesapeake Bay a parasite has started to mutate and grow mm. a, like a can of, like a car- carnivorous parasite and has just started to infiltrate all the water supply and uh, starting to just destroy people from the inside out. And it is mm. one of the better found footage movies I've seen. Is this a prequel to Cloverfield? No, but it <laughs> should be. All of these movies are, we'll get into the Cloverfield universe at some other time, but um, oh. this movie is scary it is kind it's almost tongue in cheek with the way that it's so outlandish mm-hmm. but the effects are so good and that's not something that i really look towards found footage movies for sure. but the practical effects in this are so good like you're going through hospital rooms you're seeing the people and like you know this is i guess triggering or whatever but like people's tongues are like missing and like there's this mm. it is very like this happened and it's running rampant, and there's nothing we can do to stop it. And it's one of those movies that does this the best. Like, I think Invasion of the Body Snatchers does it pretty well, but this is really, like, there's 20 hours, and this thing is not stopping, and we can't get it to stop, and they're not sending anybody because they don't want the press to get out about this. And it's, like, it's just a really compelling, interesting, and well-made found footage movie um, about something that's not zombies, and it's not ghosts. It's something that could feasibly happen. And I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. And I just thought it was really well made. It's not, if you don't like found footage, you're not going to like this at all. But uh, I thought it was- I like found footage, fine, yeah. I thought it was pretty, pretty, pretty good. And I can't believe I'd never seen this before. I was just like, how, how is this the one that slipped me by? Like the best one? Like I just don't <laughs> yeah. understand. It kind of tickled that fear of not just the water, but like- just parasites like something we don't think about that often sure. being like well these things can just get in you dude and like what do you do after that nothing and yeah mutant parasites that are just going to eat you whole from the inside out and there's nothing you can do to stop it's like it is really kind of this weird fear but it's good and it's another movie you have to rent unfortunately but it's four bucks on amazon so if you All got right. four bucks and that sounds good to you it's a way to go check it out <laughs> uh and yeah nice that'll do it all right so that'll bring us home mm-hmm. on the first episode of 2023. Yep, starting uh, strong. Starting strong. Starting <laughs> getting all heated up. Uh, yes. All right. That'll bring us home. Uh, I said that already. Josh, okay. where can people find you on the internet? Uh, people can find me on the internet on Twitter at Josh Fuller 33 Fuller is spelled with no E. You can also find me on both Letterboxd 
and Instagram at Josh J. Fuller. And where can people find you, Willis? Uh, so you can find me on the internet, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Letterboxd, at Willis Film. Uh, and if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters. You can find us on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod. And you can find us on Letterboxd at Pixel Splitters, where you will find all of our recommendations and top five lists, yep. including Bobby and the Bay. the Bay. Yeah. That's not a great... Bobby and the Bay. <laughs> the, and yeah, that's a <laughs> 60s Motown group. Yeah, not uh, a good double feature. Not but, a good uh, double feature. Ooh, we'll have to do that recommendation this year. We will. Um, of make our own double feature. Yeah. Yes. Well, Stay tuned, listener. Um, yes. I do want to point out also that every Sunday we we should probably be saying this at the top, but we every should. Sunday we uh, <laughs> we release Tuned In, which is a companion podcast for this one, which basically goes through all the fun stuff that we've watched this past week, uh, fun or not fun, as the case may be, and sure. what we thought about it. Um, mm-hmm. Something to keep these episodes a little shorter and keep yeah. tied it over uh, between proper episodes so right while still listening to our thoughts on yes to our dulcet tones have watched yes all right all right there we go there we have it go that's it uh josh you want to take us out for the first time in 2023 here yes uh well thank you guys for listening we appreciate you so so much and uh end of pod